You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influences. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live. Next. What's up? Hollywood Live next. If we starting off like this, it's Friday. You know we do this every Friday here, right here at Black Hollywood Live. I'm your host, Megan Thomas. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Meg Scoop. And you can also follow Black Hollywood Live on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. There's a ton of shows on there. And you can also follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Get all these wonderful shows right on your phone, your laptop, your iPad, whatever. So this episode of Black Hollywood Live Next is no different from every other week. Today we have a boss lady, okay? Let me tell you, she is the she's a brand manager. She's the CEO of the brand group LA. She's dope. You've seen her on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Y'all give it up for Miss Diddy. No, you better do it with all your multiple hyphenated titles. Right, but thank you. God, you just made me feel real good today. And I had coffee already. <laughs> Oh you look gorgeous, by the way. Thank you, so do you. Thank honey. you so much for gracing us with your presence. Of course, I've been. I'm honored to be here. I'm surprised you didn't have time for us. I, You're so busy. That's a whole nother thing, girl. And my mind is like 70 million things and emails. And I'm like, okay, I gotta make sure I do that. I so. love it. I love it. So let's get into it. So let's start. Um, let's talk about a few things before we get into your life and who you are. Okay. Let's talk about what's going on in the casting world, <sighs> as we do every week. Um, so Cedric the Entertainer just told us that there's going to be a uh, Barbershop 3 coming out. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And his character here, like, I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, what's crazy is that Malcolm Lee is going to be directing this. He also directed uh, The Best Man Holiday, The Best Man mm, Wedding. I'm here for it. So it's going to be amazing. It's coming out in 2016. We don't know if all of the characters are going to be in it except for Ice Cube. We do know he's going to be in it. And, of course, Cedric is in it. it. But I hope Eve comes back. I hope everyone comes back. I think they're much like The Best Man cast that they got better with time. Right. And I think they're all really classy actors. So right. I, I really hope that it's that everyone comes back. I do too. Yeah. I hope so. It's going to be good. I mean, I like that. I like the first two. I loved it. I think it was a perfect depiction of how the barbershop really exactly. is. Exactly. D-Ray's in there acting crazy and funny. And I think it's just, it's an amazing movie. So I'm excited to even, I didn't know that. Right. I'm excited to know. Well, 2016, Marky Calendar is out. It's going to be coming out. Um, let's talk about some new music. Some, uh, so John Legend, and he's joined a heavyweight, a new heavyweight in the game, Sam Smith. They have hmm. a special version of Lay Me Down. I didn't know that. What's no. wrong with me? I know. What, what I have to get out of my emails. Seriously. <laughs> Let's listen to it really quick. Well, first of all, don't be disrespectful. <laughs> John Legend will always sound better because Sam Smith took the whole thing from John Legend, but I'm not going to get into that. 
Well, good. I mean, they do sound very similar. We'll say that. Very yes. similar. But yeah. I mean, that's our culture. That's the way we sound. That's right. how we sing. So I think it's only right that he comes and does a record with John Legend. That's only right. Right. I'm I love it. And I love too. the message, too. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Sounds good. What's your favorite type of music? All genres. However, like soul. Um, I grew up on like soul, funk, and like oldies. Uh-huh. Um, but R and B, I love rap. I love. I love everything. I love jazz. I love blues. I mean, I, I love everything. My brother listens to Frank Sinatra and Nicole. Okay. Like, so you know, my family is full of musicians. We grew up on that. So, do you play any instruments? I don't, and really? I should. But do you sing? <laughs> no, but like everyone. Ar- <laughs> It's not right because I feel like you know if I was to sing it would be me and Yonce and we would be right girl you business you're so talented you can't have it all now you know what I'm saying (laughs) I shouldn't you know what and I'm glad I now that I'm older and like I'm good in business I'm glad I didn't get that talent because who knows where that would have went you know girl you would have managed yourself huh right right (laughs) all right let's talk about the next big thing so come to find out um, there is a new app because there's an app for that there's an app for everything right (laughs) there's an app for new app. Yes, there okay. is. Um, this new app is called the Drizzy Keyboard. Why? So, it's a Drake app that lets you express your feelings through Drake's lyrics. That's hilarious so if and you perfect. Look, if you look at this, it's like, you see, these are all the lyrics. Don't treat me like a stranger. Go ahead. What? Tables turn, bridges burn, you live and you learn. I can't get over you. You left the mark on me. Dot, dot, dot. Bye. Worst. <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, exactly. And you can just hear it in your head. You can hear Drake saying these things, right? All things Drake. So I love it. So like you and so of course there's um the keyboard has different if you have different feelings. <laughs> you can decide which lyric you want to use. So if they're it's categorized by your mood. So if you're feeling emotional about it, yeah. X. If you want to applaud yourself for your hustle. Yeah. If you're looking to brush off your haters or you just want to express your feels. All things Drake. All things straight. All things straight. He's able to express it anyway. I need to go get this right quick. But I feel like I would be like texting to my mom and she'd be like, I don't understand. Right. I don't know where we're what going with this. What does this mean? Right. Like, I don't get it. My mom listens to gospel music. She'd be completely off. Right, right. Like, it's a great time, mama. Uh, no. No. All right. Let's talk about you, Miss Diddy. First of all, is, what is does Miss Diddy stand for? Is that your nickname growing up? Or how did you get it's that? My, it's been my nickname since, like, fresh out of high school. So I just, it's just there. You know, and I'm a personal person, even though like I'm on social media and stuff. So I don't like my personal name, like my real name, being out to the masses. Does it start with a D though? No. So Miss Diddy's just like has nothing to do with your real name. (laughs) No. Well, they used to call me Cam Diddy, and then Uh, they dropped. So I have to do it my real name. I'll tell you off air. Okay, got you. Okay, Okay, Miss Diddy. So, um, you grew up in L.A., correct? Born and raised in Los Angeles. What part? Compton, California. Compton. Absolutely. Inglewood, like my okay. family. I grew up in Inglewood. Then we moved to Compton when I was like twelve, and then I moved out of Compton when my brother moved me out and we had some money. Oh, that's like <laughs> yay for Big Brother! Let's right. Shout out to the fam yeah, in, the in the building today. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what was it like growing up in LA? Because a lot of people are transplants here. Right. I love. Where are you from? I'm from Kentucky, honey. Really? In the South. Okay, why are you from Kentucky? Uh-huh. I love Los Angeles. It's the perfect city. Why would you ever not be here? I, I get very 
you know, offended when people like disrespect LA. Like, oh, it's fake. I hate LA. Because LA and Hollywood are two separate cities. Right. So the entertainment world that's in Hollywood has nothing to do with Los Angeles, California. Right. And it's the county of LA, but LA is actually a city as well. So you have mm-hmm. South Central, Watts, Compton, Gardena, Carson, LA, the actual city, and there's so much in between that. Right. So our culture in LA, we love each other. I have the same friends from when I grew up together. Mm-hmm. I love this city. It's, it, it creates so many opportunities for people like you that can come here and shine that are from somewhere else. Right, so, right. you know, I love LA. How did that shape you as a person? I love LA. No, <laughs> it just, I don't know. I've, I, I grew up with very solid people around me. My parents are really solid people and like, you know, it's everything's normal to me. Like, yes, we're we see palm trees every day, and we grew up with movie sets up the street from us, and you know, um, all the movies came and really put cameras, you know, in our our cities, and right. you know, Boys in the Hood and things like that. So it just makes you I don't know who you are, but we're all pretty solid people, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I know all the people I grew up with still do. Right? Yeah. Did you always know that you wanted to ha- be in entertainment when you were younger? I knew that I was that I was wanted to be successful, and I knew that I was going to have a lot of money, and that's just what I knew. So um, I grew up in entertainment because my father was a musician, and I was around it from growing up, as well as my grandparents and things like that. So it was always in my blood. Either way, it went. Like my brothers really should have been A and R's. They know music more than mm-hmm. any all the A and R's that I know. You right. know what I mean? So. I knew that it would have something to possibly do with entertainment, but I never knew what I really wanted to be growing up. Mm-hmm. I just made smart decisions. So when did you figure that out? I still haven't figured it out. You don't know what you want to be when you grow I, up. I don't have like a complete end-all goal like, oh, mm-hmm. that's my goal and that's what I want to be. And it's weird because I want to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, Fonsworth Bentley is a really, really great friend of mine for years. And his wife, Fon, who we were at a premiere recently, and she was just telling me how much she was proud of me and, you know, and everything like that. And she's like, well, what's the dream? Mm-hmm. And I was just stuck because I was like, I'm not completely sure. I know I want to. The the most important thing is to inspire our generation to be a positive role model and to be a person of integrity. So however that forms, right. then that's how it forms for me. That's dope. How did you get into what you're doing though? Because you're, you are, you run a business yeah. that promotes other people and does a really good job at you put on events. I mean, you do really well. How did you even fall into that to say, this is what I'm going to do? I'm born and raised in LA and I was always like the popular girl growing up. My friends were and I actually, um, fell into promoting one of my friends, <laughs> my friend's, uh, child's father. Actually, her. <laughs> <laughs> called me and was like, yo, you know, we're about to throw this party. Like, you want to, like, bring people and come? And, like, I'll pay, like, $500. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right. Like, absolutely. You know? So, came and that was the start of um, Tuesday nights being really important in Hollywood nightlife. In, in nightlife in general. Right. Um, Thursday nights were important or Sunday nights were important but we started it was when the lockout started the, I mean the lockout was going on so all the basketball players were out here so we did a really dope party and like all the basketball players came and Beasley and James Harden and all these things and we I looked around and was like okay right. <laughs> this is gonna be really good and I saw the business from it and that's how I started promoting right yeah club going up on a Tuesday huh? on, up on a, on Tuesday. a Tuesday. Who would have thought? Tuesday people supposed to be sleep. You see what I'm saying? Get ready for work. It's all about how you brand it. Right, exactly. So then, um, I, 
know you got your start working for good Kanye. music, mm-hmm. working for Kanye. How did you end up working for Kanye? Kanye's cousin and my cousin grew up together. So Kanye has family out here in, in um, like the Inland Empire. And um, our, our cousins grew up together. They're still really, really good friends. And I'm still really good friends with his cousin as well, Ricky, and my cousin, Micah. And Ricky was like, yo, like, yeah, he's doing this uh, skit. Like, come to the come to the studio. He wants you to do this skit. And I was like, okay. So we went to the studio, and that's when we ended up doing um, the college on the college dropout, the workout plan skit. Mm-hmm. So that's my little ghetto voice on there. And then <laughs> from there, it just formed from there. You know, he's like a really, he's like a big brother to a lot of people around him. Like, I'm very protective of mm-hmm. Kanye. I don't let nobody call him crazy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So don't call Kanye crazy. He's a genius. Oops. But, <laughs> Oops, my bad. <laughs> He's a genius, but you know he has. He's such a visionary. A lot of people don't understand or see what he sees. Mm-hmm. He sees in colors. You know right. what I mean? So that's where it really started. And John Monopoly, who was the president of Good Music at that time, um, which was like he, him and Kanye grew up together and everything. And I had a lot of friends, cute girls, and he was like, we was like, yo, we're gonna start the street team of Good Music, and we're gonna do it with your friends, like your girls. So it's gonna be a girl street team. Right. And that's how it started. So then what did you guys have to do? We hosted the parties and we but we did a lot of the the work that right. like the the street team dudes would do for labels. Like we did the work. We were standing outside, we were passing out flyers, passing out CDs, and we were really you know, animated about it. So it just created a really dope energy. You know what I mean? Like right. all cute girls with the white and gold on, the good music tees that nobody could get. We had them. <laughs> um, you know, and just promoting for the label and really making like some, some, the, sh- the ground at the ground making the noise for them. Right. Yeah. So why did you? Why don't you guys do that anymore, girl? I'm too old to be running <laughs> the street. Girl, pass I just really want that shirt though. Oh, okay. I, I actually have some. I actually have some. <laughs> All right. So then, how did you form the brand group? How did you come up with the name, the brand group? You know what's crazy is, I was I was promoting and I was you know and I, and I'm still the only woman promoter in Hollywood. So right. I'm working with the guys and like I'm like yo, I'm not getting the the credit. You know, that I really deserve, that I'm really the one making the moves, you know, because the boys could, you know, make it look like it's them. So I was like, yo, I got to start my own company. And everything is about entrepreneurship and, you know, and owning and equity anyways, if you want to create a future for your family. So I just really started gearing my mind into that. And I said, yo, I have to start my own company. And I was, I was actually being, I was actually a tour manager for an artist at that time. And, um... Who's on Love and Hip Hop? And um, <laughs> we kind of fell out from our friendship and from business. And the next day, I was like, I'm going to go open my business. And I opened my business. I didn't know where the money was coming from. And the money started flowing in. Yes. So tell us about the brand group. What, do you, what all do you do? The brand group is a really full-service firm. PR, branding, marketing, events, of course, promotions, um, talent wrangling. However, you know, just I created a company based off of my relationships with people and turned it into a business. So, however, we get emails all day long for people like, hey, either we want branding, we want marketing, we need to do this event. But, you know, th- this is my market. I own this market. This is the market that I'm that I'm dominating. Right. So I know what to do. You know, so it's really just a fully service from everything. Also from PR, like I'm really close with all the blog owners and things like that. So, you know, connecting the dots everywhere. The brand crew does everything. Right. Now, who are some of your clients? You got a big list. 
It's a long, it, it's weird because I have like corporate clients and then okay. I have brands. So I have like, of course, I do the comedy show on Wednesday. So All Deaf Digital um, is one of my clients. Toxic is my client. I, uh, my company does the PR for Toxic. Shout out to LA's finest, Braden, Chuck, and Cam, who created Toxic. Um, um, I have Mixed Fusions. Hey, Mona. Um, I have uh, some, I, I have like Angel Conwell, LaShante Hackard, I have Brandon Jennings, I have Baron Davis for the Drew League documentary that's slated to come out this year. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's so many. There's people. so many. Yeah. That is so dope. What is the, what it, in your business, what have you found would be the most effective way to get and keep these relationships? Do the work. Because I've been fortunate and blessed enough, thank you God, that I don't have to seek any clients. I literally have never went to someone and like, hey, I, I think you should be my client. Right. So I feel like if you do the work, people are going to pay attention if you're doing what you're supposed to do. And then it'll organically fall together. You know, everyone has came, came to me. Everyone, come, you come here, you got to go through Miss Diddy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So my thing is just do your job. Do the work. Whatever you're setting out to do or whatever, be a solid person. Be a solid business person. Be a person that people can depend on. Right. Deliver and it'll all come how it's supposed to come. Right. So what about, you know, being that you're the only female promoter in this game, and it's a tough market. I mean, it's L.A., it's huge, very, you know, entertainment-focused. There's a lot of men who are moving and shaking here. Right. What has been some of your challenges as a woman in this industry? You know, people ask me that, and, excuse me, they ask me about the, like, the respect thing. Like, I'm a respectable woman. You know what I mean? Like, you don't look at me and, like, I probably can disrespect her. Like, no. So I don't have that issue with men. I think for men and my business partners, too, it's the dramatic thing. I'm very dramatic. So they they misconstrue when I'm being serious and getting on their hands about business. Then, like, dude, you being dramatic. Like, no, you messed up and you were supposed to do X, Y, and Z. I'm not being dramatic. I'm being serious, you know? So... I think really just that, but I don't really have any issues because I deliver. Right. And in in some cases, deliver stronger than the guys do. So mm-hmm. what can you do but, you know, you create a demand. You know what I mean? Right. I created a demand, and I'm in demand. So I don't have any real, like, issues. Has, has there ever been a time, because I know a lot of times, especially in, in Hollywood, that men will try you because they're like, oh, she's a pretty girl. Let me see how far I can get. Do you check them at the door? I check them, but I don't think I get, I don't even deal too much with that. Like, I'm in a relationship. My dude don't play that. And, like, <laughs> and I don't play that. You right, know what right. I mean? So it's like, we're not about to, we're not about to go there. And right. any dude that's like that, like, I don't really allow those type of people around me. Because that, that says something about your character. Right. Like, we here for business, we here for business. But exactly. I think that I give off that air anyways, so I don't really deal too much with that. I feel bad for women that really have to deal with that. And I have really strong pedigree, so, like, you can't, like, you're not about to come in here and try me. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. Yeah. You'll catch that elbow real quick. We're not doing that. Compton, Inglewood. It's my city. <laughs> in my city and try me. Right, right. You might be in Oklahoma or something, but not in L.A. So, uh, we got to see you on this season of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I know, huh? Yes, you were looking beautiful on there. Fly, by the way. When I saw that you, was I was my like, real hair. Go, Miss Are you serious? I Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. So, how did you get involved with that show? You know, it's crazy. I was, um, 
in the one of the like first people kind of cast it before the it was a whole different cast initially that was supposed to be on it and um just doing the work like I have you know big homies in the business like the Lineases and the John Monopolies who are counterparts with Mona so like yo you going to Hollywood everybody was like you gotta talk to Miss Diddy you right. know that's the person you're gonna want um so that's kind of how it came about. I went in for a couple meetings, and, you know, I kind of knew going in, like, mm, let me think about this, uh-huh. you know, but I was thinking about visibility and building a business and what it would do for that, right. you know, but. So why are you not returning next season? Well, I, I opted out of being a cast member once I signed on for last season. Okay. Um, but I filmed enough, and it was part of a storyline that they kind of still had to put that in there, you okay. know what I mean? Um, but I think for what was important for me and my career is what I wanted to be known for mm-hmm. and what I wanted to be remembered for. And if I, if anybody was going to put me in a box, it'd be me. So not someone to be like, oh, you're just a reality star. Right. That just wasn't my fate. You know what I mean? And, and some people, then that works for them, and that's really, really good for them because they don't have options. Or, like, right. I was blessed to not be in a financial bind so that I didn't make a decision based off of finances. I made what was smart for me and my business and what I wanted to be remembered for and the legacy that I'm creating. Right. Which is uh, which is really dope because a lot of reality stars feel like, oh, well, if I don't do this show again, yes. then who am I? But I feel bad because it's our culture. Like, it's like... You know, we're not, not to say like that, but, like, I don't have a Jewish uncle or, like, you know what I mean? That's like, yo, I'm going to put you in a position right. to get to give you a quarter million a year and figure out what you want to do with your life, but you'll already have this money and it's backing in. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. for our culture, we don't have that. So we make decisions based off of, yo, know, what's going to make sense? How am I going to take care of my family? How am I going to, you know? So. Mm-hmm. I feel bad because that's just kind of where we are now. But you really got to trust yourself and, like, trust what you're building and, like, be your own boss. Like, I couldn't be on there and not have ownership in it, not have equity. And that'd be stupid for me. Like, for me, not for other people, you know, but that's just what, what I'm about. So. I don't. I would not get producer, not executive producer, not co-created by like. See, that's a boss right here. High five on a girl, boom. Pass some of that over here. Pass some of that. Down with you, girl. So, so you mentioned that you're in a relationship. Yes. How hard is it to balance all these boss things that you do and have time for the man? Yeah, boss too. So we understand each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're we're business minded people, and he's helped me to be more of that outside of you know, like my brother and my mom. So. We just, we understand that we're trying to, we're getting to it. You know, like the other day I was like, damn, I really want to take a vacation. Like, we should, like, go away. He's like, we're working. I was like, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. I was like, I want to go to water. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's, we both, we have a really good understanding in terms of where we're trying to get Mm -hmm. and where we're going. And it's just nothing that's going to stop that. So we both are strong in that. So that makes a greater couple. What do you want for the future when you see like your family and your your friends and everything? What do you see in your future? I just want to be able to take care of my family, you know, and however that looks. You know, whether it's my nieces and nephews from my friends and their kids, like, okay, if they say, hey, this is what I want to do, 
I want to be able to fund that and say, okay, but you need to create something or you need to be an entrepreneur or, you know, to be able to have that path that I was able to create that because I didn't have that. You know what I mean? I didn't have that with my parents. Like they worked hard. My mom worked her butt off to raise her kids, but she didn't create anything in the beginning that would set her children up. And and Mm -hmm. that's what happens with a lot of black families. You know what I mean? Because they're trying to work. (laughs) So, you know, it's just... um, I just, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to retire my father and not worry about what, you know, what that looks like money-wise. Right. And be able to create just great things for for our generation. Well, you definitely on the right path. I will say that. What are some um, new ventures that you're going to get into that you can talk about? Television. Like, so producing shows? What kind of shows? Reality shows? Documentaries? Scripted. Scripted. already produced and um, sold a reality show. I sold one to BET a few years ago. Okay. But um, we know how that thing goes with BET sometimes. <laughs> so Sorry. So true. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure you've yeah. been in the fold somewhere. So I, I realized that I really love that that mm-hmm. part of things because I'm very creative and I have really great ideas. So if we can flip that and make that into something great, that's really what um, the direction I really want to go in. Just really keep strengthening, you know, the company and and just what we're building and and giving people the opportunity to be stars, you know, and put them in front of people. Has there been some challenges with you with all these new innovative ideas that you have? In terms of what? As far as people saying, no, you can't do that, or people hating on it, or, it, like, has there any, been what? any no, challenges? I'm not even around people that I feel potentially could tell me I can't do something. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to tell me I can't do something? Like, right. that's crazy, you know? Like, if I feel like I've seen me have a vision and it come to fruition. So mm-hmm. the first time you see that actually take place, there's nothing that someone can tell you right. that you can't do because you literally saw it with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Even if it's an event. Like, Toxic, we've taken Toxic within five years to one of the biggest day parties in the in the country, period, right. that everybody wants to emulate. Every market now wants to do a day party and that's largely in part to the fact of Toxic. It's just the truth, you know? So, like, we sat in the living room, Chuck, Cam, Brady, and myself and, you know, kind of laid out some sort of plans and we've watched it happen. Right. So, for, when you watch something like that happen, like, it changes your mindset, and that's something that people don't understand about Kanye and how big his mind is, his brain is, because he knows he can do anything, you know? And we make ourselves think we can't do anything. Exactly. Not anyone else. Like, we bring that on to ourselves, and I'm not around people that think that they could tell me I can't do something. That's like. it, and that's so powerful. That Girl, is so powerful. You know, just just because a lot of times, especially as black people, we've never seen it. Right. You know, we didn't grow up Absolutely. around, like you said. You know, we don't have the rich uncle. We so don't. We never, we've never seen it. We don't know if we, we can don't do know. it. But when you have the mentality, like, you can do whatever. You have to. Yes. Like, you know, you just got to let fear go and you have to do, um, you know, your purpose and what you're here to do. You know, like my parents, my dad was a musician, came from New York. You know what I mean? It came here and made his dream happen. It's it stopped short of what he thought that it would have went. My mom worked her whole life, but she's a go-getter. She never stopped. She's the first African-American um, woman county commissioner in her town now. She's wow. vice president of the Chamber of Commerce. Like, she doesn't... It's not something you could tell her she can't do, and she don't even have to work. Right. You know, her husband's like, you don't gotta work. Exactly. She's gonna go get it. She's gonna make sure that, you know, some the people below her kids see greatness. So, mm-hmm. like, we have no... We have no reason to not be great. If there's a little girl watching this, what is something that you would tell her to do? Be great. Like, just to give her permission to be great. Like, I had that. My mother, 
it, it makes us be great mm-hmm. but some people don't have that so I would just tell her to be great and go for what you want to go for it doesn't matter even what you know it looks like and don't worry about money like it'll pan out how it's going to pan out right yeah and so tell us about um, some of the upcoming projects you have. I know you mentioned, you know, you've got some television stuff going on. What about some events or some things going on with, with your clients? So actually, BT Weekend, like last year, we did uh, my company and um, a person that I had do the PR, her name is Dominique Simpson, do, a, do an event called Toast to Young Hollywood. And we really wanted to create it to toast to the people that are really making moves in the culture that may never have got the recognition that they really should get, you right. know, so like we honor Steve Rifkin, which a lot of people honor Steve Rifkin, he's really big in the music industry, but we honor Baron Davis, I'm from LA, he's like the big homie of the city, he does so much right. for our city, you know what I mean, um, I honor Cortez Bryant, he's one of my really good friends, like, you know, he's over, um, is it Young Money or Cashman at this point, I don't want to be wrong with all the right, things that are all going the changes. on over there. <laughs> but, you know, he told me, he's like, no one's ever honored me. I'm like, wait, what? Uh-huh. You have potentially one of the greatest empires built in music. Now, of course, we have Bad Boy and, you know, right. that whole, those eras, but like, like you have Drake Wayne, like, that's crazy, you exactly. know? So, Honor Cortez. Um, Honor, Honor John Monopoly, who's the person that gave me my first start in entertainment. He's still my mentor to date. It was mm-hmm. who the, was the president of Good Music. I honor Kenny Burns, who's still my mentor from when I came in. He taught me a lot of the game. Um, Honor Megan Good. I've known Megan for over 10 years. And her sister, Lamaya Good. And they've been big sisters to me. And she taught me just a lot about womanhood. You know what I mean? I honor people that I felt don't get the recognition right. that they deserve. I honor Karen Civil, of course. She's, mm-hmm. you know, like my sister in the game. We we are, you know, one, and we, we bounce ideas and everything off of each other. Um, I honor a, a couple more people, but this year I want to do the same, so I want to honor, like, Shaka Pilgrim, who's, like, the president of Rock Nation, and she's, you know, she's, she's like a little cute little lady, but nobody, you know, she could walk in a room, you may not know, but you know, you if you know, you know, right. you know, and I feel she, she definitely deserves that. Um, I'm going after Puff, too. I want to honor Puff this year, so I'm going to see how that works out. Oh, yeah, girl, you could do it. Oh, you, you will do it. Puff. Right. <laughs> we know people who right. know people. Love. So, From yeah. one ditty to another. Right. right. Yes, we know. <laughs> all right. So before we get out of here, where can all of your fans find you on social media? Ooh, social media, girl. Um, Instagram. Uh, first of all, I just got on Snapchat. I th- Snapchat. I think it's hilarious. I'm sure I'll be off with it in a month because I don't even know. <laughs> but I'm like, nigga, say hi. Like, I don't think I'm as funny on camera as I am to, like, my friends and family. So <laughs> it's not translating properly. Um, right. But, um... Uh, Miss Diddy L A M I S S D I D D Y L A on Instagram. Twitter is just Miss Diddy M I S S D I D D Y. Um, the Brands Group L A across all social media. That's just that's my company. So definitely follow, see what we're doing, what we're a part of, and um, yeah. Oh well, uh, thank you. So I'm <laughs> gonna be at your events, by the way. <laughs> what? I, I'm done. Girl, actually, man. I went to. What did I go? You put on. Would you? Was a your, movie premiere. Was it I'm doing those too, girl. You do behind. everything, girl. girl. They be calling us, girl. They be calling. Yeah, us. I do everything. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is. I'm nice. gonna send you everything. You need to come on now. Oh, I will be there. Okay, honey. I'll be the first in line. Beautiful face and that beautiful everything. Y'all, she got a beautiful body. So I don't know if y'all see if she stand up on the show. That's space, honey. That's that space life. Yeah, I'm all about it. I never wore one in my life. See, not everybody got all that. I'm holding it in. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
You can find me Megan Thomas on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meg Scoop. And don't Meg forget Scoop. to follow Black Hollywood Live on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at BHL Online. And also go to YouTube, follow and subscribe Black Hollywood Live so you can get all of our fabulous shows. And if you ever have any questions or comments or if you have any guests that you'd like to come on this show, make sure you use the hashtag BHL Next so we can respond to you. Mm-hmm. Until next week, folks, we out of here. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.